0: And thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today we are joined by Eero Kastrin, Rustem Kazapov, Petre Haisha, and Leonard Kirok. Eero is a professor at the University of Helsinki. Rustem is a research director at INSERM KFU. Petri is a professor at the University of Helsinki. Leonard is the chief scientific officer at Neurotar, a company known for their instruments in microscopic imaging and electrophysiological recordings. They are here to discuss the recording of optical and electrophysiological data from the brains of head-fixed but otherwise freely moving rodents. Let's jump in!
1: Questions come in that talk about habituation time and also the training protocol for the animal. Um, Murat, also you used the term the helicopter stage. That would be the part that attaches to the skull. Could um, the group elaborate on that? Maybe Leo, if you could take the lead on discussing, you know, the technical considerations for setting up an animal for use in the cage, and then our users could comment on their experience.
2: Yes, sure, I'll be happy to. So the helicopter term (laughs) refers to the metal bar that has the shape of a helicopter or a butterfly. This is usually attached with dental cement to the animal's head in advance, about a month prior to recording or imaging. And uh, then the habituation of the animal and training in the mobile home cage usually it takes three to four days prior to imaging or electrophysiological recording. And this is extremely short compared to other head fixation devices, uh, such as the, the spherical treadmill or the airlifted ball. That usually takes 10 days or more, according to our experience and the experience of other users using the ball. So this is what we refer to when we say that the habituation time is short.
1: As an extension of that question, how long can you actually make recordings or take images once working with the animals um, in the home cage environment?
3: Well, we usually go for a day, huh? So, and um, actually, uh, we have limited experience with mobile home cage, but for the rats that we are recording with the conventional head restraint situation, we, what we do, and we also work work with baby rats, so it's quite different situation, but in our case, we uh, what we usually do. First of all, we uh, prepare animals for recordings the day before we start recordings. Then the wound heals and only next day we fix animal head. Then during um, recordings we feed animal regularly each 15 to 30 minutes with artificial milk and animals feel quite happy. And usually our recordings last for a day, let's say. We have also made attempts to do it uh, during couple of days and it works quite nice. I must say, and, but we have never tried for doing it for more than two days. Now with mobile home cage, I think that um, can go even for a longer time, but uh, we will have to think about a device which will provide uh, feeding and water to to the rat or to the mice, which is in the mobile home cage. Something to work on.
2: Yes, but- Our experience with the mobile home cage so far has been up to two hours uh, and we we provide the water to the mouse but if uh, water can be provided in the automated way then uh, it can stay there for longer periods of time. It doesn't feel distressed. And uh, now that we have evidence that it can fall asleep in the mobile home cage then it's clear that it can stay there for longer periods of time. So chronic imaging for example in the epilepsy research or wound healing or stroke research is clearly conceivable and feasible.
1: Excellent. And actually, I think on that note, a question has come in about just any tips and tricks for preparing and managing the cranial window in those chronic applications. So can you offer any advice on how to, you know, kind of maintain feasibility of the imaging site?
2: the The standard protocol for implanting the window is that uh, we prepare it one month in advance, mm-hmm. and uh, we carefully remove the bone and without disturbing the dura matter and uh, then we replace it with a glass and fix the the metal bar there with the dental cement. So it's a pretty standard protocol, okay. which then results in half of the windows approximately recovering the transparency and half remaining opaque in mice. It never works in rats. In nowhere in the world it does. All windows in rats then go opaque and stay opaque, unfortunately. Okay. So chronic imaging is not possible in rats, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Very good answer. And just speaking about rats, we've had a question come in about, you know, suitable, you know, most of the applications discussed today, were discussing mice, but other smaller rodents, are there any people using rats, maybe gerbils or, you know, other small rodents have, is there experience there or can you confirm that users can do this?
2: On mobile home cage, in, in the standard size that is available now, it only works for mice. For rats, the MHCL mobile home cage large is going to be released in a couple of months, hopefully. It's being designed in the 3D. It, it's already available, but not in the metal and plastic yet. So it's, it's going to be almost twice as large, and then it will accommodate rats and small rats up to 300 grams as well.
1: Great, okay. Very good. Also, talking about imaging, what about the max imaging depth? Is I'm not sure if this is actually dictated or relying on the home cage or just more the application itself, but we've had this question come in from a couple people.
2: It's the same as in anesthetized uh, animals. In the cortical window implanted flat on, on the surface of the cortex, you can go as deep as your two-photon microscope will allow you, which is typically up to 1 millimeter or 1.1 millimeter. If you're using uh, hippocampal windows with parts of the cortex removed, then you can image maybe 500 microns into the hippocampus. But that, these are the typical depths that you can do with two photon microscope.
1: Okay, great. In your experience, is anyone looking at using the cage for you know different behavior paradigms where users would also be able to to look at you know frequency of activities and rewards and nose pokes and things like that are common to other you know home cages the term used systems for you know operant conditioning and behavior test
2: Yes, there are several groups using mobile home cage for combining behavior with imaging or with electrophysiology, and some of the proof-of-principle experiments shown in this Joe paper that Aero has referred to in his talk. So in the re- if you review the recording of this webinar, you have the reference to that paper. There we have the novel smell recognition paradigm, where the smell-presenting cotton swabs are attached to the cage walls and we then record the amount of time that the animal spends next to that cotton swab. Other paradigms could be with auditory stimulation or light or, again, smell, putting novel objects into the cage. Other behavioral paradigms that people are doing, for example, putting a second mouse, non-head restrained mouse, into the cage and looking at social interaction, courtsmanship. (laughs) dating, uh, mm-hmm. and also the opposite sex in the, in the cage, and then vocalization related to social interaction. So all sorts of things. Mice are happily behaving in the, in the cage, and they can be stimulated, and they can also reveal the behavioral feedback or develop behavioral phenotypes in the cage because they can move freely while mm-hmm. the head is firmly fixed for recording or imaging.
1: Excellent. It actually comes to a question uh, that's fitting and also, Leo, you mentioned this during your presentation, somewhat commenting on the confidence of that, you know, Neurotar feels it, it, very confident that this is, does not induce a large amount of stress in the habituation and in the measurement field that the home cage itself is a very accommodating and and therefore an optimal choice. Can you just kind of reiterate or comment on that again? Share your thoughts? Because uh, we've had a couple of questions come in from the audience about, you know, stress and training, things like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah, so what we've looked at, I've shared the, the data on the sleep, which is very reassuring. Then we've looked at the weight loss during the training. There's an initial weight loss of about 6% on the first day of training which then quickly recovers on the third and fourth day. It's a full recovery of weight Mm -hmm. of the animal. The amount of movement, all these data are in the Jove paper. The uh, general behavioral expressions that Typical of this, the stress such as vocalization or the tail erection or whisker movements, etc. So, judging from all of that and the feedback that we get from the users, indicate that there is a very quick accommodation to the home cage on actually the very first day of training. As soon as you put the animal in the cage, there, it very quickly gets used to moving in the cage without any use of anesthesia